On this episode of Straight Up Sports, I dive into the Week 7 action of Missouri 8-man football, talk about current standings and how things are looking towards district play. At the end of the episode, I do a mailbag, some questions that were sent in to me for this week, talk about Missouri 8-man football, uh, two-thirds of the way through the regular season. That's up next here on Straight Up Sports. And welcome to Straight Up Sports. Um, as the title says, I am not going to get into politics last night as I'm recording this as the vice presidential debate is going on, I believe, in Salt Lake City. Um, hoy, that's just it's just bad. I, I hate everything. So this is why I tune in for 8-Man Football. and We get to have some fun here and talk about some good, good football with some great kids across the state with some greater, with some great coaches as well. Um, and that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. should be a lot of fun. Um, we are six weeks in. Um, couple more cancellations this week due to COVID, but it looks like the two teams got canceled on found teams to play. So we are pretty much, I think down just one game kind of deal for this week, um, due to regular scheduling. So I already went to the top 10 rankings in the poll in the podcast earlier this week. Um, so this is what I'm going to kind of go through here. Kind of the games. We'll start with the top 10 teams, uh, who they're playing this week, and we'll kind of go on from there. Uh, number one, North Andrew at Albany. I was really high in Albany earlier this year. They've kind of fallen down for me a little bit. Uh, they've lost some close games to Stanbury and Worth County. Uh, they were competitive with Mountain City. They've won the last couple of weeks here against, I think, Skyler and Platte Valley to get a couple of wins here on the season. They would have beat OCLA week one. So I look at them more of a 3-3 three and three team instead of a 2-3 and three team. I know it didn't count because OCLA, but they did get they would have won that game. So I'm, I think they're a three and three team. Unfortunately, their last three weeks are very tough with home North Andrew at King City, and then I think it's home Pattonsburg. It's at Pattonsburg. So this is their last home game of the year against the number one team in the state. I just think the way North Andrew plays is just gonna be too much for Albany. Physical up front, grind it out. Even if Albany keeps this close, which they did versus Stanbury, they did versus Worth County. I don't know if they have the the guys to beat North Andrew in this one. North Andrew just too good of a team at this point and just too well-rounded, and they know how to win. They know how to grind out wins. So I'm going to take North Andrew in this one. Rockport, Southwest Livingston. Rockport started the year hot like we usually do, and then they ran into East Ashton and King City, lost both those games. Livingston on the road this week, number two team in the state. I think it's going to be a loss for Rockport. They got South Holt and Holt next week, and then Mount the week after. So – just a tough schedule here to end the year for Rockport. Um, some more growing pains for a young team. Hopefully they kind of get things going on next year. Uh, we'll see how they do in the playoffs, but just a tough stretch here against arguably the three best teams in the conference, uh, Sands, East Addison. Up next, probably the game that would have been the game of the week if it wasn't um, three hours away from me. <laughs> um, number seven, Stanberry at number three, North Shelby. Um, I like North Shelby in this game. I saw them both play North Andrews, so I've seen them both play a common opponent. Stanbury was down a couple of guys um, in their game, but so was North Andrew. Um, I just think North Shelby's a little better team at this point. I think North Shelby in that first quarter, first half versus North Andrew was kind of shocked by the upgrading talent they were playing on the field. I've said this before. I think they're going to be ready for that this time around, and they're going to make some adjustments here against playing against a pretty good D-line. And I just I don't think Stanbury I think Stanbury is a very solid team and they got a great group of kids they're a group of athletes I just don't think they're special in any kind of way this year uh, that kind of sets them apart and can get wins against top tier teams 
So give me North Shelby in this one. And it's a long trip for Stanbury. It's always hard to play on a, a two-and-a-half, three-hour trip over to Shelbyville. That's just tough. So give me North Shelby in this one to get a big win. Uh, their first, like, marquee win of the year um, here for North Shelby before they play Oric next week. Uh, the clinch a conference title most likely in that one. I believe they have Bramer Week 9, which should be a win as well. So this is a difference right now if they go 8-1 and one or 7-2. and two. I think that's where we're at right now with North Shelby. Um, up next, the two undefeated, which technically undefeated, uh, technically not. So St. Paul Lutheran is 5-0. and oh. Drexel technically is now 5-1 and one with a forfeit. Um, week 1 versus Concordia. I'll get to that real quick here in just a second. But in this game, I'll get this more in the mailbag. They asked me why I didn't go to this game. I just think that Drexel is a much better team. I think they're um, kind of a proven commodity down south, as much as the team down there can be a proven commodity at this point. Uh, they went to the state semifinals last year. They were a young team last year, only losing, I think, one or two key guys uh, from last year's team. They brought back almost everybody, including their stud running back and linebacker, Jacob Coffey. I think it's too much for for Lutheran to deal with this time around. Um, I was looking at the stats kind of going into this game. And these two teams throw the two least amount in the state. Uh, they like to pound the rock. They will pound the rock continuously. Drexel throws when it's kind of opportunistic. Very much like kind of like Mount State does in the past, where it's like, well, we're just going to pound the rock at you, and then on the ninth time we run the ball at you, we're going to hit a play action real quick and hit some over the top. And it works out very well. And that's how you got to do it sometimes. They have a dominant running game. It works. And Lutheran, they've been able to grind out wins, and it's worked for them so far. I just don't think they're talented enough to beat the Drexel team. That I think is very good. So give me Drexel in this one. Uh, number five, Mound City. At number eight, South Holt. Now I hold. You would have asked me a couple weeks ago. I probably would have said Spartans in a slight upset. Now I think the Spartans are the favorite in this game. I know they're ranked lower right now. But injuries play a huge part here. Papa's out. Osborne's out. I believe Rother's out. And the Messer kid is, depending if he gets out of concussion protocol, if he can play or not. If you're down four starters, I'm sorry. Like that's arguably your four best players. And it's not against something that's Mountain City. It's just you take the four best players off any team. If you take um, Quinlan, Shoots, Scroggins, and her off of South Holt and I don't know if that's – I know the top two players at least with Quinlan and Shoots, I believe, and Scroggins is very good as well. Maybe Nowling. If you take those four guys away – they're not the same team the next week. They're just not. You go to Rockport and you take away Heron, Peshek, Makings, and Burke. That's a completely different team. I mean, just the way it is. If you go to North Andrew and they were out Chittam and Wheeler last week. Well, if you took out Thomas and Ecker as well, it's like, well, they're a completely different team now. It's just the way it is. And I just don't know if they have the horses to go into the Graham now and get that win. Um, it's where I'm going to be at, so I'm ready to watch it. Um, I will give Mountain City's coaching staff the benefit of the doubt. I think there's some smart guys over there who are going to put their kids in the right positions to succeed. I just don't know if they can overcome that talent disparity that, honestly, Mountain City hasn't had to, had to do that when it comes to a talent disparity the last two years. Maybe against Worth County in the state championship game two years ago. That's probably the best example of them at least being even with the team but still having their top guys. That's probably the closest – even though that year Dylan Marge was banged up in the state championship game, kind of pulled his hamstring there. So they weren't quite at full strength. They still didn't get that win. But last year, the one game they were kind of down full strength was East Atchison, who was also talented, not East Atchison, Southwest Livingston, and they lost. They were down the two top running backs with Hopkins and George due to suspension. They couldn't overcome that against Southwest Livingston. 
and it's it's not saying that most teams do. It just it takes a really really special coach with a special game plan to do that, and I'm not sure if they can manufacture that for this week against South Fulton Holly Hold against another good coach in Josh Peterson, who I think is a fantastic coach, really good on offense. They're getting their defense still figured out. Um, since that loss to Livingston, they've been locked in on defense. I know it's been Platte Valley, DeKalb, Stewartsville, but they still did what they're supposed to do and shut those teams down a little bit. So we'll see what happens here. And also, if I know Coach Peterson. I've known him for – I'm 25 now, so eight years or so. And if there's one thing I know about him, they will be ready for Mount City. He has a plan. Every time they play Mount City – They've run the same offense or the same style of offense there since he was there in 99, 98, early 2000s, that area. He knows how to defend that offense. He will have a game plan in, in place. They're going to be good. So that's where I'm kind of at there with South Holt Hole. I think they're going to win that game. Um, and they got Rockport next week and the Northwest Nottaway, so they're going to end the year um, hot and on a winning streak after losing only to Livingston. And they're going to be an arguably a top five team going to the playoffs. Um, and they match up really well with North Andrew. We'll get this later. They match up well with North Andrew, probably not as well with Pattonsburg. They match up pretty well with Warwick and King City. So against their district, they match up with all against except for one team, and that would just be kind of a crapshoot with them in Pattonsburg because I'm not sure how that game would even look. But we'll get to that later. Number six, East Ashton at Stewartsville Osborne. EA should win this pretty handedly. Um, I do still worry about EA's offense a little bit. I think it's still a work in progress, but their defense is good enough. I think they forced a few turnovers here, and this thing could get ugly kind of in a hurry just because of the way EA plays defense and can force turnovers. Um, is very special against Stewart Osborne, who is prone to make some mistakes. Uh, look back to their week two loss to Mountain City where they were down 50 nothing, 52 nothing, or whatever it was after the first quarter because of a blocked punt, pick sixes, and stuff like that. I think EA can do the same thing to them on defense that Mountain City kind of did earlier this year. Uh, number nine, Pattonsburg at East Mills. I believe Pattonsburg number nine. Do I have that right? Because I know – let me double-check this, but I'll just talk about this game real quick. Pattonsburg, East Mills. It was supposed to be Pattonsburg uh, versus Worth County, but Worth County has had a string of COVID cases, so they are out, not going to play this week. Um, so I hate that for Worth County. I, I want to see those kids play. I just a win last week versus Oric. I was going to be a really good game with them in Pattonsburg. Um, a lot of points. Um, sorry, I'm reading some of the comments and some of the mail bag questions I'm getting here uh, late in this before I as I record this podcast and they just make me laugh. Um, so yeah, Pattonsburg, East Mills. I don't know a whole lot about East Mills. I have a few contacts up in Iowa. I kind of asked them what was going on. Oh yeah, so Pattonsburg is ten. So I kind of skipped Archie there. That's my mistake. Uh, I forgot that Pattonsburg dropped uh, one spot in the rankings this week. Um, yeah, Pattonsburg, East Mills. Apparently last year, East Mills was the Iowa version of Pattonsburg where they threw the ball about every play. This year, they got more of a run-first quarterback. So instead of throwing the ball 40 times a game, they throw the ball like 20 to 25. They're a little more balanced. Um, but points, 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 points. Uh, I can't wait for this one. Um, Pattonsburg, East Mills, they're both green. They both like to sling the ball around a little bit. Uh, I'm guessing it's going to be a very good football game. We'll see what uh, Pattonsburg can do against a good team in Iowa. So that's what we're kind of looking at there. And I know as they've kind of put there on Facebook, they want an opportunity to play somebody, and they finally found a school in the tri-state area kind of deal um, that was willing to play them, and that's what it is. So I'm glad Pattonsburg was able to pick up a game. 
um, earlier this week too, early in the week. That way they can game plan for it a little bit, getting ready for East Mills. Um, number nine, Archie versus ten Patent versus number unranked Absolute City. I don't think this is much of a game. I think Archie, uh, depending on if Sutton and Wolf are back, even if they're not back, I think they just have a little too much for Absolute City this year. Uh, so give me Archie. Uh, go to the 275 real quick for the one conference game that's not a ranked matchup. Platte Valley at DeKalb. DeKalb's just struggling right now. I know Platte Valley's really banged up, so I wouldn't be surprised if DeKalb was able to stick around a little bit. I just don't think DeKalb's very good, and I just think Platte Valley's a better team at this point. So give me Platte Valley to beat DeKalb in that one. Uh, Northwest Nottoway in a non-conference matchup at Bishop of Blonde. This game is very interesting to me. I think they're both two teams that are moving in the right direction after the last couple of years. They've kind of struggled a bit. Uh, I like both the coaches there, Chuck Davis for LeBlanc and Alan Calvin, Northwest Nottoway. I think they both know what they're doing. Um, I think they can get those guys kind of running in the right direction. So that's where I'm kind of at with that. So I'm excited. I don't really know who's going to win this game. I'd probably right now lean – I'll lean Northwest Nottoway. Just I think they have a slight advantage here. But I think LeBlanc – could definitely beat them here. So I think it's going to be a great game. One of the underrated games, I think it's going to be a really good game between two teams who are heading in the right direction. Um, Norbert Harden Central at Bramer. Um, said last week, Bramer had a string of injuries there against, um, was it Lutheran? Yeah, yeah just if you're banged up and you're going to play Coach Thacker, it's going to be tough. Uh, Norbert Harden Central, and they get a win here over Bramer, and Bramer's losing streak continues. Um Hughesville at Keatsville. Hughesville just better. They already played once, I believe, this year, and Hughesville um, took it to them a little bit. Did they play once this year? Yeah, they played in week three, and Hughesville beat them 54-8. I expected something similar this time, so another big win for Hughesville. Santa Fe at Oric. I think Santa Fe, they were interesting. I mean, last week they played Lutheran tough. I guess Bramer lost to Jasper last week. That's my mistake. Uh, Santa Fe played Lutheran decent. Uh, the week before, they played Oric. Decent. They held them to 38 points. Um, they held Norbert Hartigel with an eight. So I think they're a team that's that's spunky, and they'll be in the stats this week. I forgot to put them in there last week. They made send me some defensive stats, so you'll see some Chiefs in there on the defensive end of the stats for this week um, for Santa Fe. I just don't know. The second time they're playing Oric now, I just think Oric's a better team. They beat them by 32 last time. I expect something similar this time for that one, but you never know in a rematch kind of deal. It's kind of a weird situation. Uh, King City. At Schuyler County, give me King City. Just Schuyler County is outmatched by the two by the GRC schools. We've seen that multiple times this year between Albany and Worth County. Uh, liberal OCL, Liberal um, looks decent at this point, and OCL does not. So give me Liberal. Uh, Jasper Rich Hill. This game was played a few weeks ago. Jasper won. Um, but Rich Hill, I think they're starting to get things figured out just a little bit, especially offensively. And Jasper, they're banged up now, so they're not as healthy as they were last time. I'll still probably lean Jasper, but I think Rich Hill is definitely a contender in this one. And then Concordia, they're out this week to COVID still, and Worth County is out as well. So that's the scores. That's kind of the games that are going on this week. I'll take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to discuss the district standings and everything going to that next here on Straight Up Sports. And welcome back into Straight Up Sports. Devin Albertson, your host. As now it's time to look through district standings. Things have changed since Sunday. As I said earlier with Drexel um, having to forfeit their week one game to Concordia. 
it has changed numbers around just a little bit. There have been a couple of movements um, that affect not only District 1, but also District 2. So we'll get to those here um, now. Uh, conference matters in certain aspects, but really um, district seedings matter more. So conference standings, um, let's see, 275 right now. Livingston leads at 5-1 and one in conference. Uh, Mound City's four and one. EA and Southland Lamihold are both three and one. Rockport three and two. Northwest Nottoway is two and four. Platte Valley one and four, along with Stewartsville, Osborne at one and four, and DeKalb is zero and four in conference play. Um, Livingston shouldn't lose a game the rest of the year. Um, I don't believe they're in conference for the last two games with Rockport and. Don't remember who else they have left. Is it Northwest Nottoway, I believe so. They should go uh, 2-0 and finish the conference record at 7-1 and um, and just take control there. And They'll be the conference champions by a half a game. Um, I think Southland Maui Holden EA both went out as well, so I think they will finish at 5-1. and I think Mountain City will finish at 6-2 and with losses to, Mount, to EA and Southland Maui Holden with a win over Southwest Livingston. So we'll kind of have to see what goes on there. Uh, Rockport. I'm guessing they're going to finish at three and five in conference play. Northwest Nottoway probably two and five, or two and two and six, um, and we'll have to see going down the rest of the line. I'm going to predict, predict all those, but uh, Livingston pretty much has it uh, wrapped up now. With Mound City, with their injuries, have kind of given up the conference title at this point. But never know if they upset South Holt Nottoway Holt there on Friday, um, they would share the conference title. With Southwest Livingston. Sorry if my dog is being loud in the background. Uh, we'll go to the CRC next. Um, kind of a weird conference here with Lutheran and North Shelby both not playing each other this year. Um, and Lutheran not playing Northwest Hughesville, who's arguably the second best team in that, third best team in that conference um, due to COVID. So Lutheran, they are done in conference. They are 5-0. and uh, North Shelby, on the other hand, they are 4-0 in conference play. And I believe they have one more conference game with Oric left. So I'm guessing they're going to finish 5-0 as well. So they'll technically be co-champs there in the GRC, in the CRC. One second. Brew, what are you doing? My dog's trying to like dig up the cushions. I'm not sure what she's doing. You all right? Okay. Sorry for the distraction there. My dog is going crazy. Not sure what she's looking for. But... There's that. Oric is 4-1 in conference play. Northwest Hughesville, 2-1 in conference play. The Aggies in Norman Harden Central are 2-2. Two two. Concordia, 0-2. Keatsville, 0-3. Santa Fe, 0-4. And, and Bramer, 0-5. So clear separation of power there in the CRC. Uh, but right now, North Shelby is one conference went away from clinching. Kind of a share of the conference title there with Lutheran. Um, the Grand River Conference, which... One second. North Shelby... Do they also have was it Bramer Week Nine? Let me look here. If I can click right, yeah. So, I guess technically, North Shelby will both they'll both finish undefeated. North Shelby will be six and zero in conference play. So, I'm not sure how they're going to do that with the conference title and everything like that. It's a weird year for this. GRC North Andrew has pretty much wrapped up the conference as they got the win over Stanberry. Um, they still have to play Worth County, who's 1-1 in conference now. Uh, Pattonsburg has two losses, King City three, Albany two. 
Um, so North Andrews going to win that conference most likely. If they do lose and Stanbury wins out, they could share the conference title technically. See what happens there with North Andrews. I don't know how it's going to all work out there, but should be interesting to see how that kind of goes there. But North Andrews has the inside track. Drexel 5-0. I don't see them losing a conference game. They should go and win that conference. They beat Archie last week, who was shorthanded. Now we'll go to district number one. Um, despite Drexel beating Archie last week, their week one forfeit to Concordia uh, leaves this one right now as Archie one, Drexel two, Hughesville three, Liberal four, Jasper five, Rich Hill six, Appleton City seven, Osceola eight. Um, but due to head to head, Drexel would be the one seed in this district um, going into the playoffs. So it would be Drexel playing Osceola, Archie playing Appleton City. Hughesville taking on Rich Hill and Liberal taking on Jasper. Um, kind of going forward there, that would be the week one matchups in the playoffs in district number one. Uh, district two, some things changed. Right now, it is actually St. Paul Lutheran as the one, Livingston as the two, North Shelby as the three, Norbert Harn Central the four, Concordia the five, Schuyler County the six, and the Santa Fe the seven. So it would be Lutheran getting a first round by Livingston playing Santa Fe, North Shelby, Schuyler. Norbert Harden Central versus Concordia and going forward with that. Um, that would also pair the second and third best teams right now in the state, according to the media poll, in the second round in districts in district number two. And the winner would most likely play either Lutheran or I guess Norbert Harden Central uh, would give Lutheran a pretty good game there as well. So that would be interesting. But Lutheran, as I said before, does have to play Drexel this week. Um, so if they lose that, they'll most likely drop to the third spot kind of deal. District 3, uh, nothing really changed much here. I think Oryx points changed, but they stayed in the four spots. So it's North Andrew 1, South Holt Nolly Holt 2, Pattonsburg 3, Oryx 4, King City 5, LeBlanc 6, Stewartsville Osborne 7, and DeCab 8. So it would be North Andrew DeCab, South Holt Nolly Holt versus Stewartsville Osborne, Pattonsburg, LeBlanc, Oryx, King City there for the first round matchups. A couple of interesting games there. Oryx and King City I think would be a lot of fun. And then district number four, right now it's East Atchison is the ones he ever beat Mount C last week. They go to number one, but um, who do they got this week? They have Sutrefall Osborne this week, but then they finish the year uh, with Stanbury and Platte Valley. So their Stanbury game next week, they win that. They can pretty much clinch the one seed in district number four. Stanbury, the two seed right now, but lock and change. They had North Shelby, EA, and North County in the year. They could definitely fluctuate a little bit there. Mountain City, the three right now. They got a tough game versus South Holt Nobby Holt. I think they win the last two games after that. Uh, Worth County at five. Is at four right now. Uh, that win over Albany will probably keep them in that four spot at least um, going forward here. And then Albany is the five right now. Rockport, the six. Northwest Nottoway, the seven. And Platte Valley, the eight. And I think that's how it's going to stay in that one right now. Because um, I believe... Northwest not only beat Platte Valley, Platte Valley beat Rockport, Rockport beat Northwest. So I think they kind of beat up on each other a little bit right now, but I think the way it would sit right now, it would be Rockport, Northwest not only be the first tiebreaker. That was going to stay because Rockport beat them. Uh, but Platte Valley lost Northwest not away. So it would stay 6, 7, 8 in that one. So you would see EA versus Platte Valley for back-to-back weeks would be the opening in that one. Stanbury, Northwest not away. Mount City, Rockport also in back-to-back weeks. And then Worth County, Albany rematching that great game that we had a couple weeks ago that was a two-point game kind of going down there to the finish. So that could be very interesting going forward. 
Um, the kind of overall standings, there's only two technical undefeated teams right now. Um, I know Drexel, they're undefeated in my mind, but according to Mitchell, they do have one loss. So that forfeit to Concordia, so they fall from the ranks of the unbeaten at this point. Um, Lutheran at 5-0 and and North Andrew at 6-0 are the only two undefeated teams, according to Misha. There are multiple teams with one loss in Archie, Drexel, Mound City, North Shelby, Livingston, Hughesville, Southland Valley Holt, Stanbury, and East Atchison. Looks like nine teams with just one loss. A couple losses for Liberal, Oric, Pattonsburg, Worth County, Jasper. Then just go down the line there a little bit. There are still five teams who are winless. Osceola, Santa Fe, Bramer, DeCab, and Keatsville. So we'll see how they kind of go. And, of course, Keatsville and Bramer have both opted out of the playoffs this year. So, yeah. And then, of course, District uh, is kind of Misha points. Um, it would right now the top – 10, according to Misha, do their point system, would be in this order. North Andrew 1, Lutheran 2, Southwest Livingston 3, Archie 4, North Shelby 5, Drexel 6, EA 7, Stanbury 8, Mound City 9, and Southwest Maui Holt 10. Next 5 would be Hughesville, Pattonsburg, Worth County, Liberal, and Oric. Kind of rounding out your top 15 in the state according to Misha point standings. A little bit different than what we have for the for the uh, media poll. Uh, the top 10 is pretty much except for Lutheran's out and Pattonsburg is in in that top 10. Um, so we'll see what Lutheran is this week. They have two tough games versus Drexel and Liberal, both top 15 teams at this point in the state. So we'll see how they get through that, and they have OCL in the year um, there as well. So that's all we got for that uh, part of it. And now I will do the mailbag. Let me... Go through my mentions real quick. I get through Anthony and Coach Dean with their gift battle and my mentions. Thanks, guys. I'm trying to get to the, to the comment section to answer the questions from our loving fans, and I can't get to it at this point. Uh, the first question I had here was from Cole Young, fellow uh, media member for the media poll, uh, I think for KC Preps. Um, he said, give me your dream scenario on how they should host the state championships. Obviously, eight-man, but classes one through six as well. You can follow Cole on Twitter, at Cole Anthony. Sorry, at, at Cole Young. Sorry, uh, Cole. At Cole Young there on Twitter. Um, well, in a non-COVID year, I've liked what they've done in the past, where it's been with way eight-man and class six kind of work themselves out as they were don't have that extra week off so they can both keep playing a little bit. I like having them on the same site on the same weekend where it's the eight-man game first, that game's over, then the Class 6 schools come in and they play as well. I think it's a blast because the Class 6 schools get to see eight-man for the first time and people cover eight-man get to sit and watch some really good players for Class 6. I think it's a really cool atmosphere. I like that a lot. I liked what they were going to do this year originally where it was going to be eight-man on that Friday. Then you have Saturday. And then Friday, Saturday still has the one through five games. Um, I think it was going to be – Eight man, two four, and then the next day it would be one three five. Was how it was going to work out. I like that a lot because I like I like having it in one central location. I like a centralized state championship. It gives everyone the love they deserve there, uh, especially in a, playing in a, a stadium like Mizzou at Fro Field. I think it's a really cool atmosphere. Even playing down at Missouri State um, was a lot of fun down there in Springfield a couple of years ago. I like that atmosphere. I like the kids getting to play on a college field a little bit. Um, kind of just evens the playing field. There's nothing wrong with Chillicothe's field. It just doesn't feel as big now that it's at a high school stadium here for a state championship. And that kind of goes across the board for all the classes. They're all going to be at 
high school fields, and there are some nice high school fields. Nothing wrong with Chillicothe Field. It's one of the better fields in the state. Uh, but this year, I would have liked it more if we would have been able to get it at a D2 school, um, whether it was Missouri Western, William Jewell, Central Missouri, Northwest Missouri State. Even if you had to this year, hey, we can't centralize it this year. There's just too many moving parts. We don't want this many schools. We don't want four or five, six schools in one spot for one day for games. I completely understand that. So this year, if you would have said, hey, we're going to put the eight-man game at Missouri Western. There's a lot of schools in Northwest Missouri part of the state. If a Drexel or North Shelley makes it, that's fine. They have to travel anyways. We'll see how it goes. I would have liked that more, whether it's a Jewel, a Western, a Central, uh, Central Missouri. I think that would have been a really great location to give the kids a chance to play at a college field and have that field the state championship. I know Coach Magruder said that this week. Is that's one thing. Even though this game is pretty much in his backyard now for the state championship game for Chillicothe, if they're from Ludlow, he liked to give those kids the atmosphere of, hey, we're staying in a hotel room tonight. Tomorrow we're playing for a state championship game on a college field. That's just – it's really cool. And I think the kids are going to miss that a little bit this year. But I would rather get the games in than not at all. So it's kind of take what you can with that one. So thank you, Cole, for your question. Um, let's see if there's any other questions here from earlier. Let me just double check real quick. Oh, then Coach Dean said, you know the questions I want answered. I'm guessing Coach Dean means why I'm going to South Holt, Nobby Holt versus Mound City instead of Lutheran. Drexel, I kind of hinted this earlier in the podcast. Um, I just think Drexel's a better team. I don't think it's going to be that competitive of a football game. Um, and if it's going to be a... And I'm not sure how competitive Mount City South Holt is going to be. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know how competitive that game is going to be either. But at this point, I'd rather see two ranked teams going back to my hometown for that. Um, so I picked two ranked teams over the time, two undefeated teams. I just think Drexel is much better than Lutheran. Um, and I'd rather be home. <laughs> so that's kind of where I went, went, went for that one. Two ranked teams who don't like each other a, a one bit. And I got I played for Coach Peterson. I played with Zach Walker, who's a D coordinator now at South Holt Nawi Holt. He was a freshman when I was a senior. Um, I know most of the kids at South Holt Nawi Holt, especially the Nawi Holt kids who I coached in basketball last year. Um, I know the coaching staff for Mound City. I don't know Coach Chandler as much, but I played against Dane Messer in high school. Chandler Wilson's a pretty good friend of mine. Um, And Alan Ottman, he's a South Holt Nawi Holt kid. He's from South Holt, and he's on the coaching staff at Mound City. So, I know all the guys over there that are a good, good set of guys. Um, and they don't, the coaching staffs don't like each other, though. So it's always kind of fun to see that a little bit. Uh, the rivalry between the coaching staff and the communities. And then, of course, um, the players in the field don't like each other much either, being that close to each other and everything. So we'll see how it goes. That's kind of the reason why I chose South Holt Nolly Holt versus Mountain City. I like the atmosphere. And I think it's just going to be a very fun, fun game. Um, I'm not sure if that was a question for me for the mailbag or not, just a regular question. I kind of answered it anyways, but Kyle, um, Jonesy Boy 33 he DM'd me and asked me kind of how how was St. Paul Lutheran, how they beat some good teams. Um, I would say their week one win versus Oric, who was a little shorthanded at the time, was a good win for Lutheran, but since then they've played a pretty weak schedule. Um, the one time I saw Lutheran in person was their first time they had been on the football field in two weeks due to quarantine, so it's hard for me to – to gauge how good they really are because you take any team off the field for two weeks, they can't practice and put them on the field against somebody. It's going to, they're going to be some growing pains a little bit there. They fell behind a Concordia team who I don't think is that great, 
especially this year. Uh, but they really came back and won that game against the rivals. So it's also a rival, so it's a little bit different there as well. So that's kind of how that goes. Um, so that's that question. And then, let's see here. Um, Cody Hasenkamp, who was last year on the staff for South Holt and Holt, Holt, um, he sent a question in and said, in his Twitter handle, is Coach Hasenkamp on Twitter. Um, I believe he is now. Where is Coach Hasenkamp at now? I think he's in Columbia now. I'm not sure exactly where he's at, actually. Um, but I haven't talked to Cody in a long time. Um, he said, who is the team that's underperforming at this point? I know you've said Southwest Livingston was the overperformer for the season, but who is underperforming? Uh, for me personally, uh, two teams kind of come to mind, two teams I had ranked at the beginning of the year that have kind of fallen flat for me. Uh, the first one's Worth County. They were a consensus 1-2 team in the state going into this year with Mountain City. Mountain City has fallen off a bit due to injuries, but Worth County has been just a multitude of issues over there, whether it's the first week um, getting spanked by Southwest Nobby Holt and having some off the field, an injury right before the game with their quarterback the Jamboree week before, before the Jamboree the week before getting hurt. Um, he's still out right now. Uh, their number two running back going out, then quitting on the team, having some off the field issues. Then with all the COVID stuff has really just kind of dismantled their team a little bit. They've just been underwhelming at this point. They have a good win versus uh, Worth versus Albany. Uh, they've gotten the wins they're supposed to. They lost to King City. They lost to South Holt, not only Holt. They got a tough schedule here coming up. Uh, they were supposed to play Pattonsburg this week. The game got canceled. They still got North Andrew and Stanbury on the docket. So Worth County is just kind of a weird team right now. Um, and they've really just – there's no other way you could say it other than underperforming for them this year. It's been a weird year, and some of it's not even their fault. But uh, you can't say underperforming teams right now and not think of Worth County. And the other one's the team they beat last week in Oric. Um that week one loss to Lutheran is still puzzling to me. I think they're. I think they played again. I think Oric might beat them, especially if they're not shorthanded. But we'll never know. Um, I thought they'd be a top ten team coming to the state. I thought they had the talent to be um, with Buchanan back at quarterback, Ethan Wilson, Stevenson, uh, the freshman, the kid they had this year. I didn't see coming. He's played pretty well, and they've just kind of fallen flat for me. They're four and two in a weak conference. They haven't played North Shelby yet, um, and just. I have not been impressed with Oric this year. I thought they'd be a lot better going into this season. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's happening over there. Um, so we'll see what happens to them going forward. They're in a tough district now uh, with North Andrews, South Holton, Hilton, Pattonsburg, with King City right there as well. So they're in a tough district. I'm not even sure if they win a playoff game at this point because they got to play a good King City team of Wells and Muffer there with Taylor on the outside. That's going to be tough to beat King City. So we'll see what happens. Uh, with that going forward. But, yeah, so Worth County and Oric would be my two underperforming teams at this point in the season um, kind of going forward. Um, and, actually, I'll say one more as an honorable mention. Rich Hill being 1-4 of four at this point this year, I thought they'd be a borderline top-10 team. Uh, I didn't think Archie would be that great coming out of the gate, but they kind of smoked Rich Hill and kind of set them back, losing big to Drexel, um, losing to Jasper. I kind of figured they'd lose to Pattonsburg probably, most likely. Uh, but just one and four, just not something I expected out of Rich Hill at this point this year. Um, so kind of underperforming. At what, with the talent they brought back this year, I thought they'd be a little better. So that's with that. And the last question here in the mailbag is from Coach Dean again. If I cut my hair, will at Crane underscore Anthony have any content to write about? And, of course, that is Coach underscore Phil underscore Dean on Twitter. Um, 
would Anthony have anything to write about if you cut your hair? I think that would be a pretty big story. First of all, you cut your hair and we had video and we had like photo proof that you cut your hair. I think that would be the lead story for next week's column for Anthony. Not going to lie there on Patreon. So we'll see with that. Um, If you cut your hair, I'm not sure how Coach Thacker would make fun of you anymore. Uh, I'm not sure how that would all work for you over there. Um, But don't cut the hair. It looks good there, Coach Dean. Um, Going forward, maybe Misha should have made you cut your hair instead of forfeiting that game. I don't know. That's just, I still don't agree with the decision there. Um, and what kind of happened? I'll get a little more of that real quick. So Drexel Concordia, they played week one. Drexel beat them by, what, 40? Something like It wasn't even a game. It was, what was the final score? 56 to 20. And what kind of happened was they had a kid who I believe had had, had a quarantine or it was a, I think it was a COVID-related issue. I, I don't remember exactly right now. Um, but he's a senior. He was the only kid who hadn't gotten the game. He was upset in the sideline because it's a senior year. Don't know how many games you're going to play this year. You get a missed practices due to COVID. Wasn't able to get eligible kind of deal. Um, so they let him play six to eight snaps in the fourth quarter in a blowout. They self-reported. Mission told him, uh, well, you guys self-reported. You were going to self-discipline. We're going to let it slide. And they come back later and say you had to forfeit the game. So, that's just Misha. I, I get the – I understand the rule and why the rules are important, but that – it wasn't a competitive advantage at one bit for Drexel. Um, so not one bit was a competitive advantage. I think Misha um, overpenalized here, but I get they have to set an example kind of going forward. Um, but I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think Drexel should be 6-0 right now. I still view them as an undefeated team because – Every time they step on the field, they've won in convincing fashion, and I don't think Concordia deserves that win at this point. And honestly, I don't think Concordia thinks they deserve that win. I really they, they want to get a win their own way. They've been quarantined the last two weeks, and this is going to be their third straight week of not being able to play. Um, kind of going forward, hopefully they play Keatsville next week and get their first true win of the year. Um, and after that, they would play Archie. So a couple tough games there with Archie coming week nine. Uh, so we'll see how that kind of goes going forward. That's it. That's all the questions I has, have of right now as of almost like 9.50 p.m. As Coach Magruder has now jumped into the GIF in my mentions. So thank you, guys. I'm trying to record a podcast here. And you guys keep distracting me with your Tommy Boy GIFs. Yikes. Sometimes the company I keep is not the best. I'm kidding. I love you guys. Um, and, of course, stay healthy um, for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Share the podcast. Tell everybody about it. Um, you guys have been great in listening to the podcast and spreading the news of eight-man football. I had a coach last week tell me I congratulate him on a big win, and he said thank you for all the coverage and everything. Helped really grow the sport a little bit and gain some um, relevance around the state a little bit. So that's fun. I really appreciate the kind words there. Um, as always, stay healthy. Um, so, yeah, I'll be in the game tomorrow or – yeah, probably tomorrow you'll listen on Thursday or Friday. So I'll be there Friday night. Can't wait. Should be a lot of fun. See you guys there. And that's all I got for you guys. Thanks.